Great coaches ask great questions. Best days at work are the days when the light bulb goes on for somebody else. Well, hello and welcome again to the On It, Not In It interview series. I am your host, Todd Epperton. Today, I'm joined by Bob Coppage, who is the owner and CEO of Simplex IT. Bob, thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to kick us off with a brief background on who you are and what you guys do? Uh, yeah, so I am the first of all, thanks for the opportunity, uh, all that good fun stuff. Uh, I am the CEO, Grand Poobah, founder, whatever, of Simplex IT, which is a managed service provider. So we are or work with the IT departments for small and medium businesses, primarily in Northeast Ohio. Started the company back in 2007. We're now at around 20 employees thereabouts. Uh, I've been in IT because I, I, suffer from that old that, that thing called I'm old. Uh, so I've been in IT for about uh, 40 years or so. I've been a CIO, IT director, now I'm CEO, all that kind of fun stuff. And, and uh, I'm also known as the crotchety old geek for reasons you'll discover as we go on. <laughs> That's great. No, I really appreciate that. I appreciate your sense of humor. I think it's common. A lot of old guys out there, a lot of old folks doing things and Unfortunately, we age, we get more experience, more wisdom, and better what we do, hopefully. So, yep. so, uh, so go way back in the time. What inspired you to start your own business? You had a CIO. You did a lot of other jobs. What's What helped you start your own business? So it, it actually, it's it, it's kind of weird from the standpoint, I never really cared if I did or not. So I, I never got that entrepreneurial bug. I didn't. Uh, I have been in the IT, I have always been a consultant because I think internal IT support is a consultant, whether you're an employee or not. Uh, I have always done, uh, even when I was CIO or IT director, I still had consulting gigs on the side, so on and so forth. Uh, I left the CIO spot at a manufacturing company back in 2002, did the, had my shingle out as a consultant for four or five years. Uh, and literally in 2007, I heard about this managed service uh, type of strategy. I said, yeah, cool. That sounds good. And I decided to start a company, but it was one of those, I've never had that entrepreneurial fever, uh, that, that people talk about. Obviously I've been doing it, uh, and apparently relatively well, because I'm not broke and I've got almost 20 employees, but I'm still, I'm still waiting for that fever to kick in. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So yeah, it, IT industry certainly is an industry that has uh, shifted faster to that outside support kind of model for the simple reason that it's really hard to have all the specific expertise inside your business. Yeah. And you don't know what's coming down the path. Um, so so it's it, it's great that you've been able to do that. So you kind of got pulled out of the plane rather than standing in, in the doorway with your parachute on and thinking about jumping out. You just got pulled yeah. right out. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Absolutely. So, uh, so share with our listeners, what are some common misconceptions about running a business versus working in the corporate world and how do you address them? So, I mean, first of all, you have that whole, and there's two types of people that you talk to. One are the people who are in the, they're, they're in that, that chair. They get it. They've done it. They've, you know, bought the t-shirt, all that kind of fun stuff. And then there's the other people who aren't but have this almost mythical view of 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 what it is and you get that whole 
Oh, it must be so great working for yourself. You get to you get to work when you want to and only on the stuff that you want to. And you can feel your heart melting as you hear that, because it is such a it's it's such a silly, I don't I shouldn't say silly, but it, but it is such a, a erroneous interpretation of, of how green that grass is. Uh, because there are so many, there are absolutely benefits to doing it, no question about it. But boy, with every benefit, there's also that cost. And how do we balance that? And especially since there's so many actions, especially during the first, let's see, I've been doing it for 16 years. So the first 17 years uh, of, of running your business where you do things that penalize you today because they re will reward you tomorrow. And then tomorrow happens and you're like, where was that thing yesterday promised me? <laughs> yeah. You know, that is a great point, Bob. The fact that, you know, everybody starts their own business thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to be so great. And then the, that's the misconception that's really common. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, if you're not careful, which sounds like you've been pretty cautious and worked on this over the years, but if you're not careful, suddenly you're just working a job. And when things go south, you've taken all the risk and you get paid last as the owner and things aren't going as well. And it's really stressful, right? And so it, it makes a big difference to think about working on your business. And that's why oh, we absolutely. have this podcast. And, and there's also, and, and there's an actual uh, a singer that I loved. He, he died tragically way too young, but he's uh, named Harry Chapin. He did uh, Cats oh, yeah. in the Cradle and yada, yada, yada. He did an interview, which was absolutely fantastic. He talked about the difference between good tired and bad tired. And he said it was a dry, and I have listened to that thing, so that interview so many times where he says, bad tired, is where you worked on someone else's battles. You fought someone else's issues. You you work for someone else's goals. You did things that someone, and they may have paid you. They may have paid you well, and you may have won. You may have whatever. But at the end of the day, there isn't much you in that. Whereas good tired, you may have lost. You, you may not have succeeded. You may have, it may have gone, but it was yours. It was your, and, and I'm not saying that entrepreneurs have the, the, Oh, it's always going to be, you know, your kind of good tired or whatever. But that's one of the key things. If you're going to survive in this business, whatever the business is, you, and I'll even say life, and it doesn't have to be entrepreneur. You got to be focusing on the good tired. You want to be able to make sure that at the end of the day, you fought your goal, you fought your goals, your dreams, your whatever, and you sleep the the sleep of the just. Yeah, I love that. That's a great analogy. And I, I, I love the song Cats in a Cradle, by the way. Always reminded yeah. me of my dad, right? Yeah. Uh, so see, it's a sad song, but it's a great song. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, so just out of curiosity, um, you know, we talked a little bit about the IT business already, but um, in your industry, I, I'm not sure that there's a faster evolving industry uh, over the last 50 years, 40 years than IT has been. But uh, it, it's continuing to evolve. It's continuing to change. So how do you stay adaptable and open to that change that's coming down the path? Um, a friend of mine told me, because first of all, I have friends. Well, at least I did like 30, this is like literally 30 years ago. She once told me the definition of, of obsolete in IT is, does it work? If it works, it's obsolete. And so it is always, always, always a moving target. It is always, always, always evolving. And the value that organizations get out of their use of IT, because at the end of the day, 
it's not ours. It's theirs. It's it's that organization, whatever. If they're widgets, they're selling widgets. It's how do they make and how do they sell and service uh, their goods and services? How do we make it so that they're increasing their value? And how do we do that with all of the changes that are happening in IT and the one uh, industry that's changing faster than IT, security? Yeah. yeah. You know, because that makes IT look like a freaking turtle, you know, that's sleeping. Uh, and, and it's one of the, are you evolving? And so one of the questions when I talk to, to uh, potential or existing clients or other IT people, MSPs, is are you doing the same thing you did a year ago? Mm. And, and if you are, you're falling behind. And, and it's the same thing to a personal, when I talk to somebody who's looking for their career development advice or anything along those lines, if you're, if you haven't learned or developed something new, you're falling behind, which at my point, I'm 65 years old. I still have to do that. And that's getting annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know what? That's a great uh, point. So I, I love using the example. Of, you, you mentioned a couple of examples, but my favorite example of growth is if a tree stops growing, it's dying. Right. Yeah. So when, when you look at the tree in your yard and it's not getting taller every year, it means it's actually dying. It's the yep. same thing we have to do in business. We have to grow to new spots, right? In new places. So awesome Absolutely. example. So so you, you've said it a few times. Uh, I'm going to say you're experienced, not old. Uh, <laughs> you're 65, you just mentioned, but Get off my business, you've owned your business for 16 years. Can you give us a glimpse into the future plans and goals for your business? So I am, there, there's a couple of things. Uh, one is I am constantly looking to reevaluate the talent and reposition talent. So I am always looking at things that I will not be doing next year. All right. And and that list is always it's consistent. And, and honestly, I've had that list to a certain degree since day one, because, you know, one of the goals when you're developing your, your organization is I want the cheapest person to do the best job at whatever the task is. And and everyone on this planet should be very, very glad to hear this. There's only one of me. Uh, and so I want to be able to make sure that that all of the other roles can be delegated and the like. So that's first and foremost, is how do we maintain and manage that whole get me out of the day-to-day -day business? And right now, I'm pretty much at the point where I could disappear uh, for a few weeks, you know, if not longer, uh, without a, some people would say things would be great <laughs> if I did, but, but I don't want to talk about my wife right now. Um, you know, but so that's one thing. The second thing is evolution uh we are constantly i hate revolution i love evolution as far as change within the organization so we're always looking at the okay what do we need to do better what are those those goals that are concrete demonstrable you know measurable the whole smart thing uh what are we going to do for each area of the company and what's that you know the vision versus the operational aspect of it if that makes if, if, if all of that makes sense then please explain it to me yeah, no, it makes total sense. And you, you've brought a couple of different things there. Um, so uh, you probably hate revolution because revolution is really abrupt and really damaging. And it usually yeah. starts from the bottom and comes up, whereas evolution starts in from the top and goes down, right? So you're constantly, as the business owner, what I hear you saying is you're constantly evolving, removing things off your plate, pushing it down. I want to push back things. a little bit. Okay. Evolutionary Evolution can come from either side. Okay. I want to hear from the people who... Pardon my French, in the trenches. I want to hear from the people who actually are talking to our end users because they're the ones who can tell me this isn't working, this isn't effective, anything along those lines. Now, the prioritization, 
some of the details, all of that, that will come from the top. But I think one of the one of the things, and, and it's actually it, it's it started as a joke, but it's been one of the best reinforcements I've had here. There's a whiteboard in one of our tech rooms uh, that says things Bob is not allowed to touch. <laughs> and it's got a list of certain technologies that my skills aren't up to date. And so I've, I've often said we've been in meetings where I am the least important voice in the room because I just own the company. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't hear me the wrong way. I apologize. I, I totally agree. But I'll, I'll let you get our, away with it this time. But yeah, our, our teams bring us the best ideas. People are the, the most important asset in our business. Yeah. All I meant was that strategic direction, the prioritization, that evolutionary of the business. What direction are we going is typically. Uh, and, and it's what we're. we're and this is something I've had trouble with uh, is, is I, I actually got what you were saying, but the problem is, is that there's so many people who will hear that and they'll think you mean the opposite. It, it's one of those where I would, I would often use the words, uh, I don't care. And what I meant by that was that I have faith in the people who are asking me the question that their idea or their direction is going to be proper. It's going to be great. But what they heard was, I don't care. Right. And I finally had a couple of people who basically cornered me and beat me about the face and neck saying, you got to <laughs> stop saying that because that's what pe people are taking it the wrong way. And, and it's, it's, it, it was an eye opener. Not I mean, that I, I got to tell you, it, it sounds like those people were extremely valuable to you. The folks yes, that absolutely. speak up. Yeah. The folks that speak up and tell us, Hey, I love you, but your leadership is not where it needs to be. And that's helped you evolve as a leader, clear, clearly, which is great. Absolutely. So, yeah. So just out of curiosity, you, you've just mentioned this, but uh, have you written your list for next year? What are you taking off your list for next year? So we've actually gone through a big change this year that was partially unexpected. Uh, okay. Our tech director, who was with us for 13 years, great guy. Um, absolutely, uh, absolutely fantastic. Had this fantastic opportunity. So he left to go to another company. I wish him well. He's dead to me. Kind of depends on the time of day. Uh, no, he's absolutely a great guy and, and great opportunity, all that. So I took that opportunity to essentially put a COO in place. Oh, excellent. Who's not as technically adept. And she was the sales and marketing director. So I moved her there. I'm basically gone back to sales temporarily. So this was unplanned, but I kind of had this in mind over the past couple of years to go this direction. So it wasn't completely un, unplanned. So I've essentially taken a step back into the day-to-day -day operation of business. And that's essentially going to take us through the end of uh, 23. And then in 24, it's going to be to get back out of it. Got it. So are you looking to hire or do you think you've got that talent inside the building? No, we will probably hire sale, a salesperson. And honestly, that's been our weak link. Uh, I'm, I'm a lousy, I mean, obviously I know sales to a certain degree, but I'm 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 not at that point where I can scale uh, to the level that we need. So that's going to be one of the things we're going to take a look at next year. And we've already got some ideas and thoughts and plans and all, all that kind of fun stuff. So Yeah, that's great. Bob, it sounds like you've done some really good work with your business and the uh, On It Not In a podcast. But those that those that have listened to it, they'll hear things like, "Hey, if you're the owner that's bringing all the sales, you're called the rainmaker, and what you really need to become is the architect. Build your yeah. business. Don't just rainmake it, right? Other things like you need to work on it, not in it. You need to build the structure so it's not so dependent yeah. on you as the owner. All of those things help us to get ready to position our business uh, for a better eventual exit transition, whatever it looks like in the future. And so it sounds like you're on the right path, Bob. So 
Fantastic job. So one final question for you. What advice would you offer to aspiring entrepreneurs who are starting their journey or facing challenges in their business today? So one of the first things I would say is don't pay as much attention to old farts like me. (laughs) Uh, and, And I mean that from a serious standpoint, because what an entrepreneur would do today is very different. Starting off is very different from what an entrepreneur would do starting off back when I did in 2007. Uh, the the economy is very different depending upon what vertical you're getting involved with. Uh, we are still, as 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 an economy, not just an industry, we don't know what the impact is of the of the pandemic. Uh, you know, the, all supply chains uh, were redefined. Uh, security's been turned upside down. Uh, the whole work from office versus work from anywhere is turned everything upside down. And all of those for organizations that are starting right now bring unique challenges and opportunities to entrepreneurs where if you listen to old farts like me too closely, you're going to, you're going to think that it has to be done the same way. So you have to do any, but you have to keep, you know, the, the feet on both sides of the crick here. You've got to keep an idea or, or that open mind to here's what we did back then, because we have done the journey. We've gone through this, but you have to be able to filter it to here's how the journey is going to be different because we're on a different landscape. Right. And I've, I've talked to entrepreneurs who were like, I'm going to do it exactly like this guy did because that guy succeeded. Uh, and I've also talked to people who, well, this is a completely different world. So you have nothing of value to offer. Right. Never that clear cut one way or the other. So that would be my long winded answer to that. So, so probably a blend of listening to some old guys, but also looking at what's really going on in the new new landscape, right? And isn't it always a blend? It, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So, well, Bob, thank you so much. This has been a fantastic time with you. I appreciate you sharing the time that you've given us today. Um, folks, you'll uh, make sure you get Bob's information uh, when you look at the bottom of the screen, when you pick them out. But this is uh, Bob and his business is Simplex IT. He mentioned up in the Northeast Ohio area. So if you're in that area and you're looking for some outsourced IT work, it sounds like Bob might be your person, or at least his team. Uh, So thanks again, Bob. It was great meeting with you and learning more about your entrepreneurial journey and all the success you've had as a business, your leadership uh, skills and things that you've developed. And to everybody watching, uh, I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Thanks again, Bob. Thank you.